from above. One might imagine the many peoples and cultures of this world as sprinklings of seasonings sprawled across the vast landscape of Sindaloria. From seashores to frosty mountains, from the mightiest of kings to the darkest of cave-dwelling monsters, this world is ripe for adventure. Every town has a problem needing solving, a monster needing vanquishing, or a plot needing thwarting. In this world, magic flows through all things. It's the essential breath to life, from the gallant unicorns of the fields to the stones in the street. Mortals born with the ability to wield this magic are called Hexi, and in the realm of Varsite, less and less of these arcane savants are born each year. Those who are born Hexi are branded with a magic award, a protective measure to ensure that no power-hungry civilians might follow the footsteps of an evil wizard named Rexical Supreme who terrorized these lands only 200 years ago. That story is perhaps for another time, for our story is about two young adventurers about to cross paths again in a dungeon beneath the ground of the forest. The Varzite Kingdom sits fittingly around a large and mysterious Varzite forest where ancient vestiges of the Age of Arcanum wait to be unearthed by hungry adventurers. Right now, under the surface in an ancient cave of secrets stashed so long ago, two such adventuring groups are racing to the same special relic. A young woman with split black and white hair dashes through the corridors of this dungeon, sprinting at full speeds to dodge out of the way of spring traps. There was no time to check to make sure anything was safe. All she knew is that she had to get to the relic first and make it out alive. In another part of the same dungeon, a young man of deep purple skin and fiery orange hair scratches his head at some runes. He can't remember what he learned in school, but he must choose the correct order to get past this door. He chooses three runes completely at random in hopes of beating his opponent to the artifact. Both these young adventurers work for powerful organizations, and both have been sent to recover a sacred relic, the Chalice of Infinitum. This long-lost item was stored away in this dungeon by mages of a time long gone, meant to rest here forever, sitting on a pedestal at the point of a pentagonal room, guarded by ancient magics and the complex dungeon that surrounds it. Nearly simultaneously, two doors open up into this room, spilling light into two distinct rectangles opposite of each other, as the woman finishes picking a lock and the man completes the runic puzzles. The two opponents meet eyes as they often have before, mere feet away from their objective. Tensions rise in the air as arch nemeses prepare to add another battle to their history of dungeon delving encounters. Dungeons and Dragons. That was the intro. Sounds Dungeons. really cool, right? Dragons, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, so so where we just left off, pentagon, pentagonal room. Top of it has this relic, this chalice of, of yeah, five yeah, sides. That's penta. <laughs> Out of two of those sides are the doors, which just flung open, uh, and it's the two of you. You are looking at this girl. You are looking at this man, Jonathan. Can you 
tell Taylor what she sees. What do you look like? Sure. So uh, let's get into this. So first episode. Uh, yes, you see a a uh, dark purple skinned Janasi with messy orange hair and orange freckles dotting his face with a a slight luminescence to it. He um, he kind of stumbles through this door, um, looking excited a bit. He seemingly solved this puzzle, and he's got he's got a shield on his right arm and a sword, a short sword in his left. Um, he sees you, and he goes, "Stop! Stop it, evil do! Stop, evil doer! I will! I'll get! Hold on, I'm working on it." <laughs> and and why don't you you describe what you look like, Taylor? So you see this really short half elven girl. I mean, like four foot nine. Like this girl is tiny, and she has, um, as as Clay said, um, half black, half white hair, just like yeah. tied split up down the a, middle. Split down the middle. As opposed to like about the ears, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Bit. It's not the like bangs, the front half black. Are white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's like really short hair, so okay. it's not like tied up or anything. Um, they, uh, she has a black coat cloak on but as you can see like from like underneath it she's wearing a dress and you can see like hues of white black and then some hints of purple in there and uh she's holding a short bow and she's like not you again i should note uh lucas is wearing like leather armor uh typical stuff that i imagine you're familiar with of of uh the organization he's a part of uh you hear behind you uh, the clink of chainmail that's become familiar throughout this dungeon as your uh, your adventure partner, your buddy Nelson, uh, kind of breaks into the room. Good gods, Lucas! It's really there! Uh, this is your assigned adventure partner. He's a replacement for the last one. Uh, and in your short time together, he's proven himself very helpful, but maybe not the smartest. Hmm. You distractor! I'll go for the chalice! Yeah. Yes, you you got it, Nelson. Uh, so Nelson the gnome, uh, <laughs> Nelson the gnome knight, that is, bravely charges towards the chalice, and uh, I mean that's what you, he's running up. Can I shoot this man? Yeah, make, make an attack okay. roll. <laughs> Not fucking again. Uh, Seventeen. So uh, you pull your your bow, your short bow, you line it up, and just ruthlessly, it's flying through. Does a seventeen hit? No, I'm I'm hitting Nelson. Oh, hitting Nelson! Yes. Oh no! Yeah, He's going for this chalice. Oh, no. I need this chalice. <laughs> no, Nelson. <laughs> Sorry, Nelson, but you seem nice. Oh my goodness! Ten piercing. Damage. Ten piercing. Oh my god! <laughs> He's flung backwards. He kind of turns around, just as thunds into him, and he kind of he's backing up, and he's kind of stumbling back. Uh, and just as he does, he knocks the chalice off of its little pedestal, and then you hear grumbling from behind him. A gnarly figure emerges from the shadows and grabs him by a torso. Uh, This creature has a large belly hanging down to its knees and long arms, kind of orangutan-like, met by bulky, warded hands. Uh, He has gray skin covered in age. Looks like he's maybe made of stone, and uh, clouds of dust just around the room. Uh, he picks up Nelson, who just barely with which must be his last health point. Oh my goodness. I'm I didn't so I didn't exactly make a stat block for Nelson. So sorry. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he's he's uh, not looking too good, but he does work out dagger. Uh, and he stabs the monster in the arm. Uh, the creature yells out and throws him on the ground, and the knight is out cold. Uh, and then it turns around. <laughs> 
You will pay for that! <laughs> I need the chalice. And then, <laughs> the monster's up. It's getting in your face. Roll for initiative. Oh, oh man. We're straight in it. Hey, first... Oh, I guess we already did our first roll of the campaign. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he, was going for, he was going for the chalice. Hey, I the well, chalice. well, if that's what you were doing, that's what you were doing. Oh, now, gosh. I'll be honest, you guys are going to have trouble maybe defeating this here. Uh, I don't know. My hit to Nelson would have knocked me out cold, so. <laughs> All right, you guys. You will not defeat me again. So, initiative. Pe- oh. Petra? Um... Well, unnamed, an unnamed oh, character whose whose name sorry. is not yet revealed. Uh, Pedro, what'd you roll? Uh, a sixteen. A sixteen, pretty good, Lucas. A whopping five. A whopping five. I think already the characters are being revealed in the rolls. <laughs> uh, well, the the big beastie got a nineteen, so he's going first. Oh, okay. And he and he walks right up to you, mm-hmm. right up to you, Petra, who who just you know has displayed this this um expert kind of. Uh, short bow ability. Sure. And comes up and with its big old claw, it's gonna try and hit you. Okay. Okay. I I don't feel good about this first roll. Okay. To hit a level one character with a twenty two. Yeah, I'll be honest. That hits. <laughs> All right. That's six damage. Okay. We're we're off to a good start. Um, oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a big beastie. Uh, and I go, <laughs> that's what he's doing. Um, all right. Uh, Petra, you're up next. Okay, well, I can't really sneak up on this guy, so I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna, um, am I close to him or am I farther Yeah, yeah, oh, he's right up in your he's face, right he just hits so you. Then I'll use my rapier that's, like, sheathed under okay. my cloak. Oh, you, sorry. you pull it out as you yeah. go into... Stab him. Oh, yes, as I go ahead and stab him. Ooh, not very good. It's an 11 hit. 11 just hits. Oh, Ooh. thank goodness. <laughs> um, um, nine points of piercing damage. Nine? Jeez, nine points of piercing damage? Yes. Goodness, okay. So he's bloodied now. He looks pretty hurt. Hell yeah. You go, you kind of slash him right through the stomach and it kind of... Where is the chalice right now? Uh, it's in the back of the room. Okay. Um, okay. Not not too far from the uh, now unconscious body of uh, Nelson. Of Nelson, the night, the gnomely knight, the knightly Nelson. gnome. All right, that's my turn. Uh, Lucas. Stay engaged. Lucas, what's up? Uh, whew, Lucas looks over at this fight going on right now. Um, he kind of looks to Petra in between this beast, not really sure what to do, and then kind of decides and goes. Ah! and runs in and is pulling his short sword and is going to stab at this beast. Make an attack roll. Uh, that is a 15 to hit. 15 hits? All right. So you, you bravely run into the fight uninvited uh, and throw this sword into him. For four damage. Four damage? Piercing. You're not going to believe me. He had exactly four health left. Oh my goodness. Ha-ha. How do you want to do this? Of I... course you'd steal the kill. So, uh, <laughs> Lucas kind of points like back and forth between the two, not sure, and then runs in and leaps and kind of stabs into the back of this beast and sort of falls to the ground as the blade like stabs through. Nice. And you hear it as it crumbles to the ground. Uh, turning finally into stone with this last kill, and just a, a 
cloud of, of dust in its wake. And now it's the two of you. Well, it's it's so good to see you again. I killed the monster, so um, I I'm did a majority thinking, of the damage. Well, if I would put numbers to it. I mean, I did turn it to dust. So, oh, oh. did you turn it to dust? I go to the chalice. I also did the chalice. Yeah, I imagine this this argument is while you guys slowly pick up space. <laughs> yeah, until you're sprinting towards mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna say. Oh, you might hate me for this. Can you can you give me an acrobatics check as you as you both go in to grab the chalice acrobatics. to see who can get there first? My assumption is that one of you is much more skilled in this. I'm going to use the lucky feet. Okay. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Excuse my language. Let's do it. Throw it down. Okay, yeah, so I get, like, advantage is how that works. Much better. That's a 16 for me. A 16. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> so he, he runs through, uh, and he's slower than you. You can already tell. You're like, I should, I should be able to get here. Um, and then he trips on a rock, uh, which in turn rolls another rock, which just hits the chalice enough that it starts sliding towards him, like... It's like a, a, a Rube Goldberg machine, but you stop it with your foot, pick up the chalice. What next? Do we? Here's a question. Do we want to stay in initiative to see how this boils down? Uh, sure. 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 So Petr sure. would still be up first, just based off of our initiative we've, we've ruled here. You have the chalice. Yeah. Maybe this time, and I'll we'll walk away. Even if that's an opportunity, Jack, because I Sure. So you're, you're confidently walking away. Uh, and yeah, you get an attack of opportunity. Uh, stop! No! And I'm going to raise my crossbow and shoot it at you. Okay. Is a 22 hit? My god, Was that, yes. Were you using another lucky point there? Yep. Okay, yeah. So, um, he shoots, and it's a clean miss, and you hear, and it ricochets off a wall and stabs you good. What's the damage? I I can't do this. I'm gonna go unconscious. <laughs> is that is that cocked? Uh, I don't know. Ask the DM. Show me. Give me the give me the dice tray. Is it cocked? What is it? This one. It's the D8. I would. Oh wait, it's li- it's lifted off. You can okay. roll it again. You're lucky this time, punk. I do have the lucky feet. What the fuck? <laughs> That's ten piercing damage. Oh my Unconscious. God. <laughs> uh, so it 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 happens to perfectly just kind of catch you right in the upper left shoulder, and it goes, and it's it's enough force with it that it just knocks you over to the ground. Boom! Unconscious. Uh, Lucas runs over, picks up the the chalice, mm-hmm. puts it in his bag, and then I assume like this is sent- just as Nelson is waking up. I yeah. Like, I assume with. You know, whatever adventuring supplies I was yeah. sent with, is there? He kind of he, he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry," and he tries to like tend to her wounds a little bit, make sure she's not gonna die. Make a medicine check. Ooh, how am I at that? That's a four. A four. <laughs> you take out your your Ooh. healer's kit. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to use a a goddamn lucky point. <laughs> Three in one encounter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I just killed Taylor's character on the first episode. I think that'd be a, a, a pretty cool start. 
yeah, I'm gonna play it how it fell. It's okay. A four. It's a four. You're like, oh, I tried my best, knowing mm-hmm. you maybe didn't. Uh, and Nelson kind of, come on, what, what, what's it? We gotta get out of here. I'm pretty sure the failsafe is going off. Some rocks are tumbling from the ceiling. Just as a uh, snake-like woman comes in from the same alley that uh, that Petra, your your arch nemesis, came through. Uh, she's also wearing just a dark uh, black cloak with some purple accents and stuff. And she, and she rushes over to Petra's body uh, and starts starts healing and is like, "You win this time, knights." You, sorry. Uh, yeah. So you've got her. Great. You've face. You've you've tasted the defeat of good this time again. Uh, good job, goes, good job, Lucas. You're... Nelson, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's come up, please. Uh, and so do you. You run out. Uh, you you make your way out of the dungeon, uh, victorious once again. Um, your travel home is swift. Uh, you meet up with the rest of your party, those who couldn't enter the dungeon, those who got hurt early on, and stuff like that. Wounds are tended to fairly quickly. Um, and it's an experience in a long line. Uh, I'll say, just for your your wonderful candor and all those those nice little angry ass moments of of arch nemesisness we got from that. Go ahead and level up your characters. Level two. Level two, right oh my now. God, it took already. one encounter. <laughs> hey, listeners at home, if you weren't prepared for this to be heavily homebrewed and for the heaviest use of like, is it cool to be used? It's just strap in. It's gonna be good though. Oh my goodness. Level level two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey there, everyone. This is Jonathan from, you know, the Worser Pod, jumping in the middle here just to give you some announcements, some some general housekeeping. Thank you so much for listening to this, the very first episode of Worser Pod Emnity, Adventures Emnity. Uh, hope you're liking it. Hope you're hope you're excited for what's to come. Our current plan is to release this every other week, switching off with the classic Worser Pod you know and love. Uh, go ahead and. Uh, check us out over on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at the Worser Pod for for updates and more fun stuff. I'm not gonna hold you any longer. Enjoy the rest of the story. So do you return? Um, it's it's a relatively short trip for the both of you, to be honest. Um. As, as you are both delivered to your respective kind of bases, your, your home of operations. Uh, for you, Lucas, this is, of course, um, a small little place in Tickterry, which is a, 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 a town not too far outside of one of the major towns. Uh, and there does lie uh, a good number of training stuff and also just general uh, guild placeness um, of the Knights of Amnesty. You have, um, you have your kind of enclave, the the dungeoneering enclave uh, that has some a few like official buildings, and then most importantly where you sleep. It is your dorm. Uh, so you get in with Nelson, uh, met with uh, met with great happiness and joy from all the people, um, 
as they they accept you as as once again having uh, bested this this syndicate of secrets in obtaining this magical chalice. So you hand it over uh, to to the dungeoneering department head, like the super up, uh, Bitma Vaxelhide. She's a she's a proud dwarven woman. Uh, huge braids on either side. She mm. takes it from you. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're You've welcome. Good work once again. <laughs> Thank you. And a Thank good you. boy. And she gives you like a hearty punch on the arm. <laughs> oh, th- thanks. <laughs> so what's it, uh, what's it, what's it do? I don't know. Great. And she walks away. <laughs> good. Cool. Um, and so you head into your room. Uh, real quick, what's your room look like? Your My little dorm. Have you, how uh, have you decorated it? My room, uh, do I share it with Nelson or is it my own room? It's your own room. Oh, Nelson's dang. a next door neighbor. Okay. Um, is it like a, is it like a suite style where we like share a bathroom? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you share a bathroom, share a little mini kitchen. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, in, in Lucas's room, it's, um, I'd say it's, it's painted, it's painted red. He's got his bed, uh, mm-hmm. lots of like posters all over the wall of like, um, not only like his father, but also like famous other famous knights of the lands. So it's just like, it's like, uh, it's almost to like, some of them are almost akin to like the uncle Sam, like we want you kind of poster, but it's like, we need you to join the Knights of Amnesty kind of thing. It's just like, it's, it's, and there's like sports team posters and like, it's just, it's very like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like I it. Yeah. I like it. That's a cute little room. Mm-hmm. Very into it. It's probably very messy. Um, okay. Clothes kind of scattered about and, yeah. uh, and that sort of stuff. Bed is definitely not made. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And and what do you do in your room? You have a little bit of free time. You've oh. just, as you often have before, uh, returned after a, a few days, maybe a week of, of adventuring, tracking mm. down the location of this dungeon and then delving into it. Um, once again, successful. Uh, yeah. Lucas, uh, um, he, he, uh, returns into his room, uh, begins kind of taking off his armor, puts his shield up, uh, and puts, he has a, a spot, like, on the wall next to his desk where he hangs his sword, mm-hmm. um, and so he, he hangs it up, uh, and kind of goes, uh, um, as he's continuing to take off gear and, uh, sort of settle down, he's, like, uh, uh, starts kind of talking out loud and, He's like, oh, another successful mission, huh? That was a, that was a close one. I could have died there. No, 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 no. I had it. I had everything under control. I was, I was great at that. I'm, and he kind of like, kind of is like looking at all these posters. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a great knight one of these days. I, I am a great knight. I, kinda. Uh, and then kind of like sits down at his desk and kind of is like, he's a little like like journal that he's kind of like keeps track of his like adventures in so he kind of starts updating that with everything that happened Mm. okay nice meanwhile uh in this misty enclave of secrety and and syndicate uh, also, not not too far from Tikteri, is the secret hideout of the Syndicate of Secrets. It's not their main castle, but it is where you, uh, for the past while, have been resting. So long as you've been part of this uh, this Dungeoneering team, uh, 
Dungeoneering called a Seekers. Uh, you have joined this team, you have uh, a good number of people about and all of that. Uh, and you step through the viney entrance hidden uh, hidden within the onset of a cave as you press in and you find this familiar kind of brutal very rectangular building uh, you step in and uh, listen to Valipsis Duproft who uh, you're the kind of head of the seekers department uh, once again, taking in a uh, kind of verbal battering at how horrible your team was, how much you suck, and that you should have that chalice. She's disappointed again, uh, and finally she finishes this long-winded speech with, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. <sighs> don't say anything. Go to your rooms. Goodbye. She turns around, and you can have to awkwardly also go into the room she's going into. Yeah. To get to your dorms. <laughs> so you, like, wait a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, the the uh, snake person next to you that you, you uh, had resuscitated you uh, before, you know her. You know her as uh, Hassandra Hassinger. Uh, she looks at you and says, I need to go into town. I'll be back. Who? Oh, for what? Food. She turns away and leaves. Yummy. Uh, and so you head back to your dorm. Gotta put your stuff down all that, right? Yeah. Did, did Hassandra heal me to full health? Yeah, okay. you're fine. <laughs> you've, you've short rested enough, okay, all okay. that. Thank you. Um, you, yes. you get in, uh, just as you see uh one of your one of your roommates billiam mm-hmm. uh an elf you see that he's kind of picking up some stuff and uh catches a glimpse of you for a second goes so he how did is it good did it go good no are well that blasted kid was there again mm. well, i'm sure you'll get him next time just keep up your chin oh i've got you something what i've got you something and he, rushes into his room uh comes back with a uh a human skull he kind of wipes off a little bit of it like towards the top some like little smudging and stuff he goes i've just cleaned this i was done with me experience uh experiments and i thought you might like it for your room thank you a token of our enduring friendship yes for i am <laughs> William Boom Boomhauer, Necromancer at Large. Yes, thank you, Boom. I. This will be a great new addition. Right. Well, I. I'm Where going to be in my in my room. Uh, okay. Okay. And he heads in, uh, just as you hear a soft <laughs> from inside his room, uh, <laughs> and so he does enter. Uh, okay. So you go to my room. You go to your room. What does it look like? So, um, my room is very, um, just very tidy. I've got, like, this, the smallest bed ever, and there's, like, a single pillow, Mm -hmm. and the blank, yeah, (laughs) a single pillow, and the blanket is just, like, it's, like, military folds, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Very neat. Um, uh, by the bed, there's, like, this, this very nice piano. It's very, um, black and white, and the keys are made of, like, bone and ivory 
um, very nice piano. And then there's mm. also an, a smaller desk with an easel at it. Very clean. There's not a single thing that's out of touch in right. this room. But it's also, it also feels a little dusty. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe all all the skulls and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Hard those to are, clean skulls are. Yeah, those but, are under the bed. Okay, okay, yeah. I like that. The old ones, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, you hear a clutter outside and kind of uh, a sound of, of a door opening followed by exasperated sigh. Um, yeah. From Boom? No. No? No. It's from, like, the entrance. Oh. Hmm. Had a long day. I'm gonna take a break and, and take this new skull that Boom just gave me and paint paint it sure N- not paint on the skull paint a rendering of the skull onto my easel <laughs> so you you place uh, it gently on a yeah. stool uh some light is coming in uh from the window to to uh light it i suppose and mm-hmm. you do paint it uh is it good do a performance check let's let's use check. D&D. why not Ooh, I rolled poorly, so that's a six. A six? I would say, with a six, because you are a skilled painter, and that you can easily render things, but I would say any kind of drama that's inherent to a skull, a skull oil painting, uh, is not present. It is soulless, it is static, it is you have replicated this skull's image on easel, on, on canvas. Perfect. And I... uh, Yeah, what do you do with the paintings? I... I think I keep the ones that I think... uh, I I have them organized on the wall. So I have a skull section. I've got a bowls of fruit section. I've got (laughs) a... um, Outside my window section. You know, whatever is going on outside. Are the outside the windows ones hung around the windows? So it kind of just looks you have multiple windows there? Yes. Okay. Um, They're all very straight. Like, none of them are crooked. They're all, like, symmetrical. I I only put up paintings two at a time, you know? Mm. There's never one that's, so it's Mm. off balance. Um, You hear a knock on your door. I go and I open the door. <laughs> it's it's Hassandra. Mm. Uh, and it's Hassandra with an H. H-A-S. Hassandra. Yes, I have that written down. Excellent. She looks to you and uh, says, I got food. Did you want any? What did you get? And she holds up uh, the corpse of a small boy. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm vegetarian. <clears throat> I forgot. Yeah, more for you. I suppose so. Thank you. She heads off into the common room to supposedly cook the small boy. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, in the in the dungeoning annex of this here uh, Knights of Amnesty thing, um, Nelson is kind of chilling out on the couch uh, in the in the common area. Mm-hmm. He catches you at some point. Maybe you're just going to brush up or something, yeah, you know, whatever, but he catches we're, you. We're hanging out, we're, uh, you know, we're kind of, uh, Lucas is kind of pacing the, like, common room floor, kind of lazily, like, swinging his sword a little bit, you okay. know, like, yeah. he's like, 
What's the deal with those? What, Nelson, what's the deal with deal with those bad guys? What do you I, think their deal is? Well, I, it's a strange question indeed. There's there's some bad guys like like that big monster that mm-hmm. just seem to be evil. You know? Yeah. Like when like when the Grimbonfalots uh, raided town, oh they seem to just want the mayhem. Yeah. But then there's some bad guys that have a sort of agenda. Hmm. It's interesting. It sure is. An evil like no other. Hmm. That syndicate of secrets, as long as as I've known about them, they've been wanting to to uh, rid the world of, of, of non-hexy-like. You know, those of us who, who can't do magic. They want to they wanna have it all for themselves. They seem a real uh, angry mass. Hmm. Who would think this syndicate of secrets? What a What a bad name. Yeah. Who would think they would be so secretive? Right. It's just so weird. It seems it seems kind of misleading because their whole deal is fairly public. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Unlike us Knights of Amnesty, cuz our whole deal is also very public. Yeah. But that's our point. Yeah. We fight for truth, justice, and honor. Yeah. <laughs> You seem yeah. to. So I haven't been with you for too long, but you seem to know that that girl in the dungeon. Oh. What with the the strange hair and and gloves. Yeah, she's uh, she's a real pain. It seems seems that she and I always get assigned to the same missions. It's just anytime I'm I'm so close to getting a relic, she she pops in the room and tries to get in my way, and 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 of course, good always prevails. I always stop her through my own sort of heroicism of course hero heroism heroic what you know i'm a hero and yes. uh, and you know good always prevails and so i've i've always bested her sure does uh tell you what it's been a long day i'm gonna i'm gonna pack up uh and and head to sleep sure uh but good work today hey you you too nelson thanks lucas and he heads off. <laughs> uh, the following. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. So I thought there was some narration prevailing there, but good night. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. You didn't, didn't want to leave it with us. I'm respected. Yeah, I didn't want it to be like I didn't say goodbye, and you were like Nelson will remember this. <laughs> oh, that's. A, I will do that. Yeah. You know me as a DM. Uh huh. Leave no hairs unthreaded. So uh, the following week. Uh, pass by rather calmly. You were able to get some training in in your usual places uh, before there was yet another call towards the dungeon experience. Uh, This time, however, uh, things were a little different. So uh, for you, the kind of head of your department, uh, Mr. Man, uh, is Sir Humblesop? (laughs) This is funny. <laughs> sir, sir, Humblesop Humble uh, is a dwarvish man. He's in charge of like your yeah, dungeoneering group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for you, your charge is is the top charge, Valipsis. Uh, Valipsis is a uh, tiefling woman of red skin uh, and horns and such. Uh, very kind of domineering uh, look to her. You know her to be. Uh, very strong worded and and very direct um but it is not below her to say i'm not mad i'm just disappointed 
that is who you're dealing with. Whereas Sir Sir uh, Humblesop is a uh, is a a kind man. His story is that he was saved by the Knights of Amnesty um, one time long ago, uh, and and ever since then he's he's worked with them for justice and such. Uh, Lucas. Good good morning, Sir Humblesop. I, I hope you're ready because there's a ripe adventure ahead of you. You know I love ripe adventure. Petra. Yes. You're gonna be headed off. It's gonna be different this time, though, see? You're gonna be alone. For the first time, you have the opportunity to venture off without a partner. Oh. I... No one wants to work with you anymore. Mm. You need to prove yourself before I throw you off the team. And this will be an excellent opportunity to show us the kind of hero you're made of. Thank you. So, uh, your mission takes place once again in the Varzite Forest. We have a location, and we have a relic. This time, it's the Terra Wand. This magical piece of arcane energy can move the earth around it. And if we seize it, if we prevent them from seizing it, we can prevent them from wreaking havoc all over Farzite. <laughs> so, what do you say? Pack your bags and we'll send you off tonight? Wonderful. Thank you, sir. You're going. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the two of you are sent off. You're sent off uh, into the forest, where you do travel uh, into these dark woods. You're left uh, by your party with some equipment. You each have two lesser healings, lesser potions of healing uh, that you can use, as well as all your normal adventuring supplies, rations and stuff to catch you for uh, for a good three days. And yeah, they, they they leave you with that. Um, why don't you give me just an insight check, Lucas? Five. Five. Uh, so you're pretty confident that this is an opportunity to prove yourself. It's all about they've seen potential in you, and this might be the big one. Um, there's no question as to what this is. This is a you're in or you're out, Petra. As you understand it, a lot kind of hangs here for you as far as your future with the syndicate. They've experienced too much failure from you. Okay. And this is an important place to uh, begin your next step. Uh, so being equipped as you are, uh, Lucas, you do get into the dungeon uh, entrance. You can see that it doesn't seem perturbed by anyone else. It looks like you got here first. Ooh. So... Uh, the dungeon, uh, the dungeon door is kind of, it's a large flat stones and all of that, uh, at the mouth of a cave. Uh, it's, it looks very, fairly, uh, inconspicuous, uh, though, as you know, there are lots of dangers to the Varsite Forest, so that's probably why it laid hidden for so long. Uh, on the door, uh, to this, because it's got a large, big stone door, mm -hmm. uh, there is no handle. But there is a little message. Uh, it says, Those who wish to enter, sing me a song of lines four. Or, if you dare, cross my deadly puzzle floor. Ooh. 
That's a tough one. Um, do I know any songs? Does it, does it have to be a good song? There's no response from the door. Mm. Doors typically answer my questions. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I suppose I'll. I like puzzles. Are puzzles are cool. Uh, and so I'll take a puzzle. And so, uh, the door does open, and in front of you there is Good a grid. Uh, now the grid goes like this. Uh, there's red squares, mm-hmm. blue squares, uh, yellow squares, and brown squares. Right? Yeah. Uh, so blue squares will for- force you forward. Uh, red squ- squares will give you 1d8 fire damage unless you're next to a blue square. Yellow squares will give you 1d8 of lightning damage unless you're next to a blue or, or, uh and it's 2d8 if you're on a blue square next to a yellow square. And brown squares are safe uh, unless you step on two brown squares in a row. Uh, they're randomly assorted. Okay. Uh, how, how big is this grid? Uh, it's about, it's about uh, 16 of these, and each spot is about three three feet kind of okay. wide so like 16 little grids 16 um yeah 16 squares okay each square has a ed- uh, edge length three feet okay um well i what is what what order are the squares in here's the layout a visual aid I, Claire, I want to solve this puzzle. It's it's a random assortment. Go ahead and make a wisdom check to see how well your character, kind of on the initial looking at it, is able to figure it out. Ten. Ten? It's pretty intimidating. Oh, boy. All right, all right, all right, all right. You've got me, door. This is a tricky puzzle. What to do? What to do? Uh, hmm... Okay, think, Lucas. What would a what would a hero do? What would be the the courageous thing to do? Uh, is there a door on the other end of the room? There is. All right. Hmm. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> All right, Lucas. Let's do this. And I'm just gonna run. You're just gonna run down the middle. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna try to air towards brown squares. Okay. Let's say do Hmm. Just roll a D twenty. Okay. <laughs> oh good. Good. Natural twenty. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I need you to not be lying. Are you for real? I Taylor, you see this, right? It's yeah. Because I know we have a 20. bit with your character, kind of regarding wild strokes of luck. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. No, I so, just the natural twenty. That's a. It's flawless. Mm-hmm. You, oh my god. <laughs> everything lines up perfectly around you. Forget the map thing. Forget mm-hmm. any of what it looks like. Boom! You take the perfect steps you need, and you suffer no damage. You get to the end of the door. Congratulations. Oh my god. I solved your puzzle. Uh, the door is open. All right, I uh, I go through the door. You step through the door, uh, and there is a, 
uh, a wide maze that has uh, what looks like ten different entrances. Ooh. Okay. Alright. Maze time. We got... Alright. What did I learn in training? Um, oh. I think I slept through the class on mazes with ten entrances. Oh, Lucas. Okay. Leo, what do you think? Uh, and, and Lucas is kind of like... Uh, he's holding his sword up, and and in the hilt of the sword is a is a kind of shiny like uh, iridescent rock. Is yeah. that the word? Yeah, iridescent, slightly glowing when you when you yeah the handle. that's yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, what's it? yeah, and it's a rock. It's a rock of of like slightly slightly um chiseled. Yeah, you know, it's it, generally got a bit of a dodecahedron yes. shape. Uh, but it's it's sort of in, encrusted in the in the hilt of Lucas's short sword, and so he holds it up and he's like, "Leo, what do you think? What are we what are we feeling here?" And he kind of like rubs it a bit and like closes his eyes and thinks and thinks. All right, that's a good call. Entrance number eight. So you go through number eight. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, you get to the dungeon. Uh, I'd say passive reception-wise, you notice some fairly obvious tracks of a dungeoneer ahead of you. And on the door, you see the same inscription. Those who wished to enter my door, sing me a song of four lines, or brave my puzzle floor. Okay, I swear to God, if that that kid is here. Harry had a little dragon, little dragon, little dragon. Harry had a little dragon whose scales were green as not. Wow. The door opens, <laughs> and uh, in front is just a, a, a regular concrete floor uh, of grid-like pattern, and there's a door at the end of it. Okay. Um, do I sense it? Do investigation check. Double trap. Check for traps. Check for traps. God, I'm really horribly seven. Uh, seven. There doesn't seem to be anything up with these floors. Oh, perfect. They loved my song. I go across the floor. And on every tile you step on, the song you just sang gets played back for you, <laughs> and they're like overlapping. So it's like. Every had a little every had every <laughs> and it's a little painful. I mean a wisdom saving throw. Oh god. Just of the sheer embarrassment of hearing your own voice I'm recorded not using back. This dice. I'm yeah. Using a different one. An eight. An eight. So yeah. you do suffer two points of psychic damage. Which at level two, I'm that's like half your health, right? No, I'm fine. Are okay. you looking you bloodied? No. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you press on and you find a maze. Ten entrances. Ten, ten entrances. Hmm. <sighs> so, first is too obvious. So it's the tenth. So it's the fifth. So it's the third. So it's the so seventh. Hmm. Hmm. As you recall. Yes.
The second entrance. You go through the second entrance. Can both of you, for me, uh, just do a little uh, survival check? Sure. As you attempt to, to navigate this maze. I just want to say, every time as Lucas is navigating this maze, every corner he gets to, he presses himself against the wall and then hops out from around the corner okay. with his sword going like, ha! Nicely done. It's empty. And then moves on. Uh, the maze walls are moss-covered, old, cobblestone, uh, very old looking. What'd you got? 15. 15? 16. 16. Uh, so Lucas, you step out. <laughs> <laughs> you step out, uh, making a final ha, and then you hear in a recognizable voice ha ha ha. It's empty. It's empty. Uh, Lucas in front of you is uh, is another small door. Any inscriptions on it? Uh, no, it's got a handle. Oh, even better. Uh, I turn the handle. You turn the handle. Uh, it's good. You're able to go through the door. Cool. Uh, it leads you to another door. There's a lot of doors in this dungeon. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so there's a row of keys in front of like one large lock. Each key is about the size of a, a large man's palm. Palms come in different sizes, so mm-hmm. I thought I'd specify. Uh, and each has a little symbol on the end. There's a dove, a leaf, a gem, a sword, a book. So that's what you got. I can send this in our groupie chat. Nah, I got it. Okay. Dove uh, leaf gem sword book. Dove leaf gem sword book. Dove leaf book. gem sword book. And I'll be let me let me be honest. You're gonna have like two minutes until she catches up to you. Okay. Real time. Real life time. Real time. I just started the timer. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, any other inscriptions around the room? No. Just the keys in the lock. Okay. Uh, um. Oh. Lucas tries to kind of kind of think back um, to his training. Mm-hmm. See if he remembers anything, any classic puzzles involving. He's kind of sitting well, there. Do, do he's, he's sitting check. there rubbing his temple, going, Dove Leaf Gem Sword Book. Dove Leaf Gem Sword Book. Uh, history check. That's a. Uh, a what? 13. A 13. It's, it's hard to tell, but these are all very common symbols of just different elements of life. So it might be a sort of test of value. Hmm. Okay. Um. How, like, rad does the sword key look? It's pretty fucking cool. It's a big, nice sword. Ooh. I like swords. Uh, tell me about this dove. The dove, it's beautiful, small. Uh, you know doves as a symbol of peace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, and the book? The book, that's a small, open book. You can't read it, but there seems okay. to be writing. Hmm. Oh, the sword is cool. But, um... <laughs> Oh, what was that saying my dad always had? If it, the, it's something like the dove is mightier than the sword. I'm gonna go with the dove. The dove is calling my name. Okay, you pull the dove key, insert it into the door, and you find it unlocks. Nice. Uh, you walk through with about twenty five seconds left. You find the door, enter, and you find the same room. Uh, the door had you just closed know what behind key I would have chose? Well, no, the door just... Because there's a door to get into this one. Okay. door just closed behind uh, oh. him. Oh, oh, I see. Sorry. I so there him. you go. You are on his, on his, on his, on his heels. <sighs> go towards the door. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which key do you choose? I choose the book. You choose the book. Okay. You take out the book, put it in, mm-hmm. and it unlocks. 
Perfect. There we go. A little soul read. <laughs> the door opens, and you're just on his heels as you uh, are both a little surprised with the kind of majesty of the presentation of this relic you've come so far and and braved such dangers to face. Although, I'll be honest, you are aware that you haven't had that much of a physical challenge yet. You're a little on your toes. Oh. <laughs> I'm already down to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you step in, and the wand is uh, levitating above a pedestal, as much of these relics tend to do, but this one is surrounded by a white energy a white kind of mystical thing uh yeah that's what you got right now and you you've entered the room hardly made it but 10 feet before the door opens behind you boom once again no get out of here no you get out of here no you no no you (laughs) and i'm running (laughs) as am i to get the wand sorry i need to uh, do something. Do something. Uh, so a, uh, just as you approach it, a, a statuesque looking, uh, creature, uh, bird-like appearance, an Arakakra, if you are familiar with Forgotten Realm stuff, it's a bird person, uh, slams down. It seems, uh, kind of mostly made of magical energy. Uh, it's got sort of translucent skin to it. Uh, but its beak kind of turns, looks to the both of you, uh, and readies a spear in its hand. Go ahead and roll for initiative, buddies. Buddies. Woo! <laughs> Ow. Damn, That's you what you got. Fuck, six. Six. I rolled a two. Lucas? Ten. Ten. Okay. Not that much better, I'll be honest, bro. The monster's up first. Uh, it runs in with this spear, uh, and uh, it's gonna jab. It has, has two little attacks here, so it jabs in first at you there. I am here to protect the wand! It's a 19. That will hit. I'm rolling high, I'll be honest. Uh, so it's gonna hit you for. <laughs> Maybe not. Three on points. The table. Three points of, of damage, I know. I, I was not heeding your wording. Three points of piercing damage, and then it turns to you and takes one of its talons, Petra, and slashes at you. It's gonna try and hit you with a 17. That hits. Run so high. Danger, guys. Ooh, ooh. Five points of slashing damage. It draws blood. This creature means business, and it's pretty strong. So, Lucas, you're up first. Uh. I respond to this this bird person and say, no, no, I'm here to protect the wand from evil like her. And then I will slash at him with my short sword. Okay, make an attack roll. Uh, that's a 23. Uh, 23 hits? God, rolling high, huh? We're really just all about overkilling these things. Eight piercing damage. Eight piercing damage. Okay, super big. The, the bird has been hurt. Some feathers of spectral nature fly off and disappear into thin air. Petra, you're up. Give me a break, kid. And I take my rapier and I go at the bird. Go at the bird. Cool. Yeah. Make your attack. Does a 17 hit? A 17 does hit. Only six piercing damage. Six piercing damage. Uh... 
It's not negative one health. Oh. How do you want to do this? <laughs> Give me a break, kid. And I just like, <laughs> just jab at it towards its like stomach. And you jab at it. And so this might be a bit of a surprise because you're not too used to getting the f- final blow yeah. on creatures. So you kind of stab at it, waiting for it to kind of come back, mm-hmm. like ready for this next round. But instead it falls and it kind of zoom, bursts into energy. Uh, the ch- the it's not a chalice anymore. It's the wand, yeah, the wand. is mm-hmm. only about twenty feet away. And Lucas, it is your turn. I oh, take goodness. off uh, running towards that. I I have thirty feet of movement, so I get to the wand. You take off. You run towards it. You get to the wand. You have an action here. I I would like to grab the wand. You thrust your hand through the arcane energy, grasping onto the wand. Can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you roll what we call in Dungeons and Dragons uh, percentile dice? I certainly can. That's a 51. A 51. Uh, so two things happen. First off, in a burst of flame and just shaking energy of all sorts of color, uh, every element you can imagine, bursts from Lucas uh, and the walls of this dungeon begin to shake and clatter as the ceiling begins to fall and then actually the floor around you begins to fall. Second thing uh, a spectral shield hovers near you for the next minute (laughs) granting you a plus two bonus to AC immunity to magic missile Uh, and that, that protects you from part of the blast but you guys are plummeting you fall what you have to imagine is about 50 feet. Uh, You're both prone on the ground and the wand sits between you. There's hardly any light coming in at all after this display of of what seems like a random wave of magic that came over you. Uh, On your hand, Lucas, the scars of the ward you got so long ago seem to glow with arcane energy. And Petra you spot this what are, are you doing this is this what is this what is this what is all this magic this is you this is your your evil chaos magic trying to wreak havoc on the world what have you done i don't have the what ability. are you doing to me i don't have the ability to do magic that's all you what are you talking about of course i can't do magic i was branded as a kid just like every upstanding citizen is well and i and I just kind of like grab at my hand like uncomfortably and I go well brands don't glow like that don't do they I, I don't know uh, do they I and I go to grab the wand I uh, <laughs> <laughs> say that I also go to grab the wand uh, so you, so our two adventurers uh, after this short heated little argument uh, both dive towards the wand uh, dust falls from the ceiling they might not know it yet but what they've fallen into is a bit of a cavern and the two adventurers can get it ready for some extended time together because though they may not know it they are trapped <laughs>